Hello, it's Aya Wimala, and today is Friday, November the 20th. And I hope we are all finishing off your week feeling good, feeling positive, feeling productive. Being productive may be taking care of others and feeding them and trying to come up with new, new interesting ideas for feeding your family. It might be that you're reading and doing some things that you have put off in the past that was pre-pandemic. Because even if you're still working, hopefully you have, uh, you're not too burdened, too overloaded, and you have a little bit of time that you, that you can spend in quiet activities. So I hope you're practicing. This is a wonderful time to encourage you to practice. Practice a few minutes more every day if you can. And uh, don't worry if all you're practicing is a body scan or uh, just your meta practice because those are both really important. The body scan begins by helping us relax and come back to our body. And then there are other body scans that help us deal with the... Uh, with the impermanence of the body and to deal with uh, aging and growing old and eventually dying. So there are some uh, really important purposes for a body scan, but getting in touch with our bodies and making sure we aren't kind of disassociating from ourselves uh, when things are stressful. And a body scan can help us with that. So if you, and then in the Satipatthana Sutta, there are different forms of meditation offered there. So typically, uh, when you began to meditate, you probably learn just to be with your breath. And that practice is solid, and you can always do that. But you can, you can learn from different teachers, different, other, other different meditation practices. So you should have your arsenal. You should have your toolkit ready. Uh, if you're having a, a day where you're angry, you can focus on just looking at that anger or use rain in your meditation. That's the recognize, accept, investigate, and then come back to nurture yourself. And look at a specific incident where you might have an, a difficult emotion that you'd like. Okay, thought I disconnected. This coming Monday is our book group, so anyone is welcome to join, and there's no charge. Um, it's at from 5.30 to 6.30 Central Time, and we're, we'll be working on chapters 9 through 11. Uh, it's Pema Chodron's book, Welcoming the Unwelcome, and even if you haven't read it, we're welcome to have you join us for an hour of being with noble friends. And the conversation is always is always right on spot, but it's also, I think we all feel really good about just connecting with our virtual sangha and uh, getting different people's opinions about the book and things, or maybe the things that we're, we're all spotting and uh, several people may want to talk about the same issue. So come, don't feel guilty if you haven't read it. You can enjoy the conversation. And that's this Monday, and Central Time is 5.30 to 6.30.
So chapters 9 through 11, I just wanted to to read the uh, the little quotes at the beginning, the, the uh, little tidbits that tell us a little bit about the chapter. Now, chapter 9 is speaking from our shared humanity. That's, that's feeling that connection, right, with all other living beings. Bodhisattva speech communicates respect for yourself and others, rather than disrespect, aggression, and polarization. It is speech that comes from the heart and communicates to the heart. So uh, when she talks about bodhisattva speech, the bodhisattva is uh, someone or a being who wants to become a Buddha or wants to really explore that uh, what is often called Buddha nature within them. So the Bodhisattva is is someone who is on the path and is going to continue on the path. And the, the vow that you take says that you will continue until all other beings have, have uh, entered the same state. So that's chapter nine and Okay, that's chapter 9. I have a part marked here. Here's one that might resonate with some of you because I know when if you're having more time with yourself and sometimes even if you're practicing more in your meditation, you may feel this way. Coming to terms with what we find in ourselves can be painful. But if we can learn to sit with the raw pain of that self-discovery, if we can sit with and bear the uncomfortable feeling, that itself will soften our heart. It will make us more humble because all of us are really quite vulnerable. When we speak to others unskillfully from our reactivity, it's all too easy to open up wounds. But when we speak from our own vulnerable good heart, what comes out of our mouths is more likely to be healing than divisive. Instead of making others feel bad about themselves, our speech can help them connect to what is best within themselves. And I think I may have shared this quote with you. I love it. I often quote Shantidewa, a great Buddhist sage from the 8th century, whose writings are widely taught to this day. His advice is to keep ourselves from escalate. His advice to keep ourselves from escalating is to remain like a log of wood. He lists many provocative situations and then recommends that we don't act or speak when they come up. So I love that that image of acting like a log of wood is very helpful for me. And then chapter 10 is how you label it, is how it appears. Never underestimate the power of mind. How you work with things can really transform what seems to be. Working with the inner has the ability to transform the outer, though not in any linear way you can put your finger on. And 
And in this chapter, she talks quite a bit about first becoming the abbess at Gampo Alley and how how she found out early on that she needed to change things about herself to be a successful director. And she says near the end of the chapter, this is after talking about some of the problems that others had with her uh, manage early management at Gampo Abbey in Nova Scotia. I used to feel under attack all the time, but now people seem pretty nice. Is it because I have less aggression or because they're actually nicer? You never get to know a definite answer, but what becomes increasingly clear is that your inner work has a profound effect on how you perceive the outer world. This is why we should pay attention to how we label things. So, very, um, it's a very good chapter. And then 11, the practice of open awareness. Practicing open awareness is a gradual process of continually going back to see what we're seeing, smelling what we're smelling, feeling what we're feeling. Whatever happens, the method is to keep going to keep letting go of the extra stuff and return to just what's here. And so that's a description of mindfulness practice. We keep letting go of everything that comes in to distract our minds. And a lot of what's distracting us is just what's coming in through our sense organs and those sense doors and our sense consciousness that the Buddha talks about. So, um, this may be something that we have to look at. If something is continually distracting us, we can sit and meditate with that as the object of our meditation. So that's one reason that we close our eyes in our practice. Uh, most, most Theravadins practice with their eyes closed. So if we are being distracted by, we won't be distracted so much by visual objects in our vision, but we'll have noise and we'll have smell and we'll have uh, the feeling of touch in case it's a very hot room or a very cold space. So we have um, even taste. We may we may taste uh, coffee or tea in our mouth and, and start thinking about it and wanting something more than just a sip of water to drink. So we can... Uh, focus on those obstacles, those distraction in our way, and just sit, be with them and see. Sometimes we just get bored enough having that distraction come up that we're ready to move on from it. Sound is often that way. A distracting sound trying to, without trying to um, disturb us any longer. So that, those are the next three chapters we'll be looking at. And um, join, us if, whoops, join us if you can. And you do go to Eventbrite to get the uh, login number, but you don't have to pay anything. Or uh, if you want to make a donation, I'm not discouraging you from doing that. But... Um, Eventbrite is also how we recommend if people want to make donations just to the temple. You can do that. 
but otherwise we use it whether it's a ticket that you pay for or not just to get into the um, Zoom, the Zoom classes that the temple sponsors. So let's spend the rest of our time. Let's do some breathing together. Okay, so why don't we gently close our eyes. Just observe your body breathing for you. If your spine is straight and you feel you've lifted your spine up, uh, any way that your body can feel comfortable, but allowing your oxygens, oxygen uh, as you breathe to fill up your lungs. It doesn't have to be effort on your part. You're just giving the body what it needs to take a fuller breath. And remember, you can observe your breath around your nostrils. If that's more subtle than observing it at your belly, where you can put your hand on your belly and feel it rise with the inhale and contract with the exhale. You can choose either spot. Just keep relaxing. Be aware of your breathing. Let your focus be light. Be aware of everything coming into you through your sense doors. But see if you can just allow sounds to be sounds, smells to be smells. Notice if you feel hot or cold and see if it's an okay temperature and you can be with it. Or if it's extremely cold or hot, if there's something you can do and that would help you continue with your practice, you can put a shawl around you. You can turn your heat up. You can go sit in the sun when you meditate. But if you can, just be aware of what you're feeling. And then we just let it go. 
Be aware of your whole body. Your body might be telling you, get out and walk today. Move that log around. Being a log in difficult conversations is really good. But being a log at home when we need to be getting some exercise, not so good. Be aware of how good it feels to just be with your breath. Feel your body calming down. Feel ease in your posture. And if your posture is not comfortable for you, make changes. You want to be comfortable and not distracted by pain. Where is your mind? Just allow it to come back, come back. Come back and just be aware of your body breathing for you. No need to entertain your mind by paying attention to it.
if you can, I want you to keep practicing being with your breath. If you want to, and if you're finding it difficult, uh, switch to a body scan and do a body scan for about five to ten minutes. Or you might want to stand up or go outside and walk in, a, in an area where you can just be quiet. And continue your practice. So thank you for being here. Oh, there's a squirrel that wants to come in. Thank you for being here and helping me in my practice. And I will see you Sunday morning. Have a good weekend and be thinking about thinking about lovely things and ways to not be distracted all the time with the news or fear or worry or anxiety. May everyone be well, happy, and be at peace. Thank you.